welcome back to another episode of Becoming a Professional. I'm your host, Riley Ramos, and we are here at WTF Media Studios in New York City. So usual housekeeping, uh, disclaimer, the opinions in this podcast are our own and may not reflect the position of Beta Alpha Psi or our respective employers as a whole. So housekeeping, check, we're done. Okay, moving on. So super excited uh, for our guest as she is a good friend of mine. Um, we met at Beta Alpha Psi's 2022 annual meeting in Orlando. Um, she is the chapter advocate for Beta Alpha Psi's Atlantic Coast region, an associate at Goldman Sachs, and an adjunct professor at St. John's University. Everybody, please welcome Avneet Nagra to the show. Thanks, Riley. Ooh. It's always exciting to hear that being read because I always thought, you know, I'm the one reading this about everybody, so it's cool to hear it back oh, yeah. about myself. Oh yeah, no, we love our beefy resume. That's right, right? That's awesome. Got to brag a little bit about ourselves. I feel that. So, so have neat. Um, how, how how did we meet specifically? Do you remember? Um, I as a so as a chapter advocate, many of the the people filling in that role, they're faculty advisors. Um, and faculty advisors, I think, um, are not really born in 1995. So <laughs> when coming to these annual meetings, I was trying to look for the youngest person in the room to, to connect with. And I think I love it. that was the easiest way to, to approach you. And naturally, you're, you're pretty approachable. Yeah, we, we naturally gravitated we towards each other at the board meeting. So we're, we're both uh, serving on the board, uh, me being the alumni advocate, uh, Evneet being the, um, the chapter advocate. So she works with all the chapters in the Atlantic Coast region. And I believe that ranges from what the northeast down to as south as Virginia. So where I'm from. That's um, right. So I mean, how did how did you get started with BAP? Yeah, so my freshman year, I went to St. John's, Staten Island, go Johnnies. Um, my freshman year in 2013, there was a group of students that were interested in starting the organization, um, which was Kappa Zeta 237. So I actually helped to be one of the founding members for that chapter, which oh, was cool. really exciting. Yeah. Okay. So starting as a freshman, I was able to like kind of be introduced to this organization. And yeah, then yeah. throughout that time, I helped um, our chapter to win various best practices awards. Um, alongside, I would have to give them a shout out, Christina Church and Emmanuel Duca. Um, they were probably instrumental in keeping me going and, you know, rallied with me every time we wanted to, you know, focus on different new and new strategies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we, I was like the director of public relations. I was the past pres uh, president of the chapter and then an alumni advisor my graduate year as well. So after that, I like couldn't let go of Beta Alpha Psi um, and I applied for the now, I guess, alumni advocate role. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I was representing, you know, even though I'm born and bred in the New York City area, um, representing the Northwest. So I got to go to a Spokane uh, mid-year meeting. Okay. Yeah, which was super cool. Um, go across the country and meet some incredible people. Um, my, I think the highlight of that trip was meeting Mike Brown from Becker CPA. Oh, cool. Um, and he was much taller than I anticipated, which was, which was <laughs> incredible. Um, and then after that, I still couldn't let go and there was a, a chapter advocate position open. Um, and I was stoked to be able to connect with faculty members who are, you know, maybe having a difficult time with their chapters on how to build their programming to hit, you know, some sort of chapter status at the end of the day. So that's sort of the, the current role that I'm in mm -hmm. um, and all starting from starting a chapter in, in 2013. I love that uh, the, the level of involvement that one gets out of Beta Alpha Psi, it really paves where you take it going into 
be like becoming an alumni like it not only ends at your college career but you, you can keep going and I feel like Beta Alpha Psi is one of those organizations where is whatever you want out of it you got to put something in it and then the dividends that come out of it it's so much more but I guess the key thing there is just that level of involvement being actively engaged uh, as a student organization as a member that's right and then going into um post college career into i guess your the big boy big girl job that's and right so you you really do get a lot about yeah it. and the more you speak up about it um i think those are the the more opportunities that come your way um i think we both can say you know we ask for something and we ask to do a little bit more um and and as an organization beta office i was happy to allow us to do that Oh, for sure. And so even with starting this podcast, I feel like we have a lot of flexibility to do what you want. And, and then when it comes to the interview, so a little, little uh, pro tip for anyone that's in, uh, interested in becoming um, a mid-year rep or alumni advocate, one of the questions that we'll typically ask you during the interview is uh, what do you want to do um, during your term as whatever position you're applying for. And so keep that in the back of your pocket, make sure you have something ready. And really the, the position is what you make of it. And so this is just one of the examples of how being actively engaged as alumni, you're able to do uh, what you want and really have that kind of like grassroots uh, initiative. So, but yeah, is and the main thing for, for this episode um, titled A Private Conversation. So, both Evni and I, we both have a public accounting experience. So we started our career in public. I feel like Beta Alpha Psi gives you um, a launching pad, a, an easy launching pad into public accounting. For but sure. really, that's not everything that is in the field of accounting, finance, whatnot. It's there, there's more outside of that, and so we'll we'll get to uh, take a deep dive into the private side of it. So industry. Yeah. And we won't keep it private. We'll tell no, you we'll, all you need to know about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep you private to our various uh, channels that we're on. And so, but you guys will get the obviously inside scoop. the inside scoop. I like that. But yeah, I mean, so how did, um, well, first off, what, what did you like about your time in, in public? Yeah, so I really enjoyed, um, so I started my career at PwC in the New York office um, in the asset management, specifically al the alternative investment space. And I did that because somebody told me to, and I had no clue what it would what it would mean. Um, but I think it was interesting to see how um, that space um, companies could take people's money and turn it into more money. Right? That's your private equity and your hedge funds. Um, and within that, I. Uh, you know, as a first year associate on, on any audit you're working on, very, very simple tasks on tying mm -hmm. things out, putting, you know, tick marks on PDFs. Um, and the one part of the audit that I was on that was the most interesting to me was the valuation part, um, because these, you know, private firms hold various different investments. Part of the audit is to verify the valuation of it, right? What if a company is saying company A is valued at X, um, is it or is it not, right? Can we actually trust that? And that isn't as cut or dry, you know, as just really? cash tied to the balance sheet. Yeah. Um, so it was a little bit of an art, right? There's an art and a science that was going into this. Um, and it was cool that as a first year, I was able to have like partner exposure, which was awesome. And I think at that point, um, for have a partner listen to me as 23 years old entering the workforce, um, I knew that was something that I wanted to pursue 
um, specifically, maybe not necessarily like within the firm, but that's mm -hmm. generally where I started looking at. I don't really want to do cash or inventory or any of the other um, items that we're checking in the audit. I think valuation is, is my space. Really? So you essentially got to find what you wanted to focus on and then that in itself, fast forwarding to what, where we're at now, that kind of leads you into, okay, making that move into private, I kind of want to focus in that sector. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't think I would have, I think the public experience helped because I understood every single thing about the private space, like funds specifically. I knew how a fund operated. I knew what parts were the most risky. Mm -hmm. um, I think being in public and starting that, um, I was able to know everything about that business and then moving specifically into the valuation of, you know, various different funds. Um, I nice. think that was helpful to know like exactly what is it that I'm interested in. Cause otherwise like I would have had no clue. Um, <laughs> truthfully, um, cause it's hard. How, how are we supposed to know? Um, but I think like some skills that I learned from BAP was just like asking the right questions, um, understanding what exists, mm -hmm. um, and, and never taking like the, sure, I will just, you know, do the, the bare minimum. What can I do to ask for more? Yeah. Um, and that sort of comes in this space that's continuously growing right yeah. now. Now, did you always know that you wanted to be in accounting or, or I, finance? We're I wanted, we were talking, you know, this weekend, I wanted to be an astronaut when I grew up. Oh man, um, Which right. is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I, I instead, I turned into a, to an accountant. Um, but I, my bachelor's is actually in finance. Um, so Sweet. as we know, Beta Alpha Psi is accounting, finance, and information systems. So I have the finance route as my undergrad, and then I did the master's in accounting. Um, Ooh, so awesome. I tried okay. to combine two, and my goal was to be in some sort of like a bank or, or you yeah. know, more of a finance role. And I think using like the knowledge that I got from my finance classes, as well as the, the practical knowledge I got from being in public, um, I, I can make a more informed career decision when it comes to being in the private space and in more of that like finance role that I would have wanted to begin with. I love that. Yeah. Well, and then how did you learn about opportunities for your current position? LinkedIn, 100%. Yeah, I think okay. LinkedIn, I think talking to my network. Um, after PwC, I moved to a valuation consulting role um, at Alvarez and Marcel, also in New York. Okay. Um, and it was that part was really exciting because you're essentially doing the valuation of particular companies um, as a third party. Mm -hmm. um, so essentially, this, anybody could hire um, a valuation firm okay. and they would perform, you know, whatever is the appropriate for, for debt um, or credit investments or equity investments. So I worked on a variety of those things. And I think I just was very vocal about this is where I think I would enjoy my career going. I think now, hopefully at the end of the day, we're, we're looking at like some sort of a C-suite role when we get to that role yeah, yeah. Um, of that point in our life, not nearly there yet. Um, but focusing on, you know, what active steps do I need to take to get there? And right. then I think moving to GS was just the best for my career at that time. And I think I'm stoked um, with the team that I work on and, and the people that I'm around and like the work that I do that I'm genuinely excited to be there every day. Now, where you're, where you're working now, is yeah. it a smaller team than when you were in public? Um, probably about the same size. Same size? Yeah, there's okay. about maybe eight to 10 members on our team now. And it was nice. just the same for, for the audit space. Gotcha. Because so for me, when I was in public accounting, you got to essentially work with the whole tax department. Now, I'm, now I guess to put it in perspective, I was at a one office firm, mm -hmm. uh, I believe maybe 40 to 60 employees total between accounting and uh, assurance. Cool. And so it was a really like you, you pretty much knew everyone in the office. Yeah. And then 
um, moving into where I'm at now with Harbor Group, it's literally like a, I think I'm the only guy on a six, seven person team. Wow. So all ladies, yeah. super strong ladies. They, they <laughs> are able to hold their own and they, I love it. They definitely, uh, girl power. Exactly. I, I love it. Um, but yeah, so with, with that being said and th- how I was able to learn about that position was yeah. because, um, my now, uh, supervisor, she was at a, she was a senior at the same firm that, that we were at, that I was at, uh, the one office, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. CPA firm. And then, so she made the move to Harbor group and then we, we still kept in touch. And then a year later she reached out to me and asked how things were doing, yeah. um, how things were going. And for me, it was like, I, I kind of already knew that I wanted to transition out of public accounting at that point. So yeah. it kind of was this nest, like this golden goose egg in my, that just fell into my lap. And, yeah. Um, we were able to talk about it over lunch and basically make that transition into uh, the private space very easily. I mean, I think at that point, my interview was essentially just asking about like any expectations, making sure, sure. That everyone's on the same page. That's incredible. Um, and I, I don't think I even went through like the initial screening. Yeah. And it's like much more of like a stress-free environment. Yeah. And like goes to tell like how important like building your network is. And yeah. like maintaining the professional relationships, yeah. um, you know, that you start your career with because you might not find the the work the most rewarding, particularly there. But like mm-hmm. people are awesome. Yeah. Um, and you keep that relationship, which got you where you are. Well, and then also my supervisor, she was all she was at the same conference that Sved and I met. Oh, at. awesome. So she was at the Anaheim meeting. And so yeah. like she's also beta alpha size. So it's it really does. Uh, speak to maintaining that network and I mean it was one of those things where we could have crossed paths and it was cool to think that hey we were both at that meeting yeah but yeah speaking of old me I think the first meeting we were you and I both were at was 2016 Towson yes yeah that was the first meeting yeah that we were both at and then we went to you know competing various times yeah did you do any of the competition yeah we actually won best practices that year just a little humble brag do you remember what your what your uh, good or great good or great good or great and that we won we ended up winning that all the way through nationals that year as well oh man did you yeah it's pretty stoked about it i got i think we got second place at the at the regional meeting and highway robbery we we definitely should have won first place (laughs) all right i'll I'll rally for you unless it was against good or great then then it was not okay okay different topic different topic but and, and when we were trying to decide what topic to compete in, yeah, yeah, like our chapter at the time definitely was not at a good point. So we were like, how can we even compete in that when we're not, like we're not even at good yet? Got it, got it. And, so, and here you are though. Yeah. So if you're representing your chapter, I think they're doing far better than great. Oh yeah. So it's been it's been great. If anything, the the whole journey to seeing the the chapter grow to what it was pre COVID, yeah. and then obviously COVID took a a real big hit on the organization but sure. now we're seeing um chapters bounce back and yeah i think during during covid my chapter was i think literally five five students oh man so they're growing the, just the officers alone and yeah. now they're back to like 25 uh maybe approaching 30 yeah and so they're, they're really getting themselves out there it's a super that's exciting like hard working group yeah well yeah so and i mean with that being said um well, first, when it came to that transition, why did you make the move? I think the first thing that I was really looking for 
um, and I was just teaching about this um, in my marketing class, um, the, the way we operate and the world now um, doesn't mean I am an accountant and I go to work and that is all I do. We have these component lifestyles um, and each of us want to do, you know, we're not, we don't just have one profession, right? We have mm -hmm. various different passions and we want to make sure that we're able to achieve those passions. And I think one of them for me um, was like a healthy work-life balance. Um, yes. I don't mind working long hours. Um, I want to put the time into something that I like genuinely care about at the end of the day. And that was sort of one of them. Not that I genuinely didn't care about the work that I was doing, but nothing really excited me to the point where this is changing. I have to like check up on, you know, live current events to make sure, you know, if I'm not up to date on my current events, I can't do my job the best of mm -hmm. my ability. So I think that was one thing. And then another part was just being able to like focus on, um, like the work on my time. Like I enjoy mm -hmm. exercising. Um, I enjoy being home and spending time with my dog. And I think with work, um, I wanted to work with a team that prioritized like our well-being and, and the way we wanted to work after we've sort of, you know, proven that we can produce high quality work. So I think that that uh, initiated the, the reason of, I should look at something else. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that because I mean, as far as for me, it was like exploring your passion was one yeah. of the big things where I felt like, okay, preparing tax returns, I'm getting a lot of experience getting to know these different industries, yeah. these different uh, companies that we're preparing returns for. I'm learning a lot about the industry, um, like with real estate and mm -hmm. whatnot, that actually helped a lot when making this transition to Harbor Group. Yeah. Um, but as far as my passions go, I just felt that it wasn't really filling that, I guess, void yeah for like, at least for a creative space of course so seeing something else that like okay harbor group gave me that time it was a more structured mm -hmm. um schedule not your typical um i guess busy season per yeah. se um even though being in public accounting it gave me a lot of flexibility yep. but maybe it was a little too much flexibility which was it's a nice problem to have yeah but for me, I kind of, I personally need a little bit more structure and kind of seeing that, like that typical nine to five um, schedule, like, okay, this actually did kind of work out for me. It was something at first that I like scoffed at that. Yeah. It's like, oh uh, no, flexibility, it's where it's at. And then finally I come over uh, to private with a, a more structured schedule and it's yeah. like, okay, now I actually have time to do what I want. Cause I, I kind of got lost in the work. Yeah. Um, and which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but you want to also be to find that balance, mm -hmm. that work-life balance. And so having- And we were like young. Yeah. Like we're just starting in our career and it's so hard to like- That's true. Know, at least at first, right? And we go through like, you know, 12 years K to 12 and then another four or five through college. And they're like, these are all the deadlines. This is when your homework's due. This is the time you have class. And then you mm -hmm. come to the space and you're like, just exist and get all the work done. And yeah. here are some priorities. So it's, you know, some structure, I would agree. You know, we want the flexibility to do the things the things we want, but to some extent, we're going from being structured for like 15 to 18 years of our yeah. life to like, just so get like, it done okay. when you want. Yeah, you could adulting. figure it out. Adulting. Yeah, that's, that's right, adulting. And then well, also with growth opportunities too, mm -hmm. because- That's right. Um, at, the, at the annual meeting, I, I led a, a leadership activity right, on right. growth mindset. Yeah. And so one of those things was how to, 
I guess, keep that momentum of being on an upwards movement in your career. Mm -hmm. And there are times where you can be, I guess, quote unquote, stuck. Mm -hmm. So for me, I don't have my uh, my CPA license. And so that's kind of the, the, that's, you need that in order to progress in public accounting, because you can only stay at a a senior level. Now, there are other, um, I guess, special circumstances um, where you don't necessarily need it. Mm -hmm. Maybe um, being an EA. Right. Like, they'll make some exceptions for certain aspects. Yeah. But there's going to come a point in time where you're going to say, I want to be, you know, I'm I'm here for this long and I want to take the next step. And they're like, okay, take this test and pass it. Exactly. And so that that could be the holdup for for some people's career Mm -hmm. when it comes to public accounting so i know i knew for me that it wasn't necessarily for me so it was one of those kind of that fork in the road where hey you hunker down and you get it Mm -hmm. or you find a different path to keep that momentum going to excel in your career so it it was kind of an easier decision for me that hey it's time that i kind of switched gears and moved into the private space yeah and so that that's with the growth mindset piece to it I think I was uh, similar to your your case, right? It's it does get to a point where you can't like get your the promotions that you want, and you can't be growing in that like you know hierarchical standpoint that mm-hmm. we would have wanted to. Um, so I, I sort of thought of you know like maybe I'll pause on this or or not do it. And Sveta at the uh, annual meeting in yeah. Las Vegas, we were having like a lovely chat, and she was like, "It's just worth conquering down and doing it." So I actually did start studying again because of of her inspiration about it, which was exciting. So, I mean, stay tuned, see if it actually gets done. But I think another incentive is the test is changing. So if I can just get it done um, before the end of the year, then I don't have to worry about many of those changes. But um, I think it may not help career-wise, but you may, you know, talk to somebody at some point in your life that like feels like this is the right thing at the right time. Mm -hmm. Um, So even though maybe the, for people that, you know, got their exams done, a year out of college maybe that's not the journey for me specifically um alphabet soup after your name sometimes is is a nice thing you know a nice little touch so i think for me hopefully down the road we'll we'll be chatting again and i'll have that license in my hand no i like that and for for the listeners who don't know uh so that is my wife yes Um, when we actually uh mentioned uh how we met in a earlier episode Mm -hmm. too so she actually just got her uh her cpa certification uh not too long ago so Cheers, we love Sveta. that. So, yeah, powerful women. We love it. I love uh, it. But yeah, and then so going into next topic, uh, our exit plan. Mm-hmm. So, did you have something in like set in place when you're, I guess, coming to that realization of, yeah. okay, I need to start thinking about next steps because I, I personally, I dragged it out. So, I see. So wait, what what was your? I didn't. Like? So I found out that I was gonna be put on like we had just finished a busy season, um, in when I was in public, and I thought I I thought I was gonna be put onto a client that was gonna be busy again, mm-hmm. um, after we were busy. So the April thirtieth is the deadline for privates to okay. file. Um, so I thought I was gonna be put. It was like May fourth. Somebody wanted to talk to me. And I had just put my two weeks in immediately and I didn't have anything lined up. Mm-hmm. And I just wow. knew that I needed to not be busy again because yeah. it would have been, you know, a little bit more of a burnout. And again, this was like May, 2020. So like mm-hmm. in, the, in March, the world shut down. And, you know, three months later, I've been sitting in front of my computer 
Um, we don't know what's going on. I can't go outside. I can't do anything. Um, I just know I can't do what I, you know, <laughs> I can't just keep doing this. Yeah, um, yeah. And that sort of, you know, inspired me to now you have nothing lined up. Go find another job. Um, and then it did within that two weeks time span. Um, I, I was able to talk to somebody at A&M and, and get that started. I think I started in July of that year. So yeah. it was like a pretty quick turnaround. And That's nice. I think it was just I was, you know, lucky, right place, right time. It was like anybody uh, that wanted a job, it was their market. Um, it was, yeah. It, and no, same with even the switch sure. over to, to GS. Um, that, again, it's a market for, for people that are interested in, in getting a job that is you know, paying a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. You can negotiate significantly more um, when you have that, that upper hand. So I think that was sort of the, the driving factor there. Um, I didn't. I don't know if I'll ever have a plan when I get <laughs> to the end, um, but it's cool to just let it. Just trust the process. Yeah. Well, because for me, when it finally came to that realization to start yeah. considering uh, other like alternative mm -hmm. employment, um, I, I definitely dragged it out. For me, it was a, a internal struggle of like, hey, like maybe maybe I'll give it six more months. Maybe yeah. I'll give it another three months. I'll, I'll another busy season, and so for me, I had so. I attend like a uh, like a brunch with uh, with my old faculty advisor mm -hmm. uh, and one of my other close friends at some at the other firms. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking about it, and you and they they see how I was from month to month. And it's like Riley, you're you're not your usual Aww. self. So yeah. And it, it took um, my network to essentially tell me that hey, it's time to move on. It's like it's mm -hmm. you gave it a fair share uh, time to kind of like stew over, but. Yeah it's time for you guys to to think about next steps so really it was my my network that helped me like get through that's awesome that. and finally when we did um actually be more active towards getting new employment yeah the process itself it was a breeze that's awesome like as soon as it was just it was honestly just me it's that, that initial was, like yeah i'm comfortable here this yeah. is like where i've been since i started yeah first job first you know job it's then it's a little sentimental yeah. to like try to part from that so for sure did you find that your network helped you with like interview prep or hey i'll look at your resume or are there positions open um oh, that yeah. we can refer you for yeah yeah so if it wasn't for my network it probably would have been a tougher uh search mm -hmm. um, but really like my network they they set me up for success that's when awesome it came to prepping for the interview uh, making sure that i knew what the actual day-to-day -day responsibilities were yeah. so really when it came to that first day at the new job, I already knew half the people on the team. That's awesome. And at That's least awesome. for us in the Norfolk area, um, a lot of us came from different public accounting uh, firms. Got it. So it's a small it, world. Oh yeah, and and it's really cool to see that. Hey, I'm in a new space, but familiar faces. Yeah. That's exciting. I think that's that's similar for me too. Um, whether it was my friends or my family or um you know people that i work with when they when they realize that you're not yourself um mm -hmm. they're willing to invest a little bit of extra time helping you research or look at your resume and see if it's formatted the right way for a particular job or like practice interviewing with you and i think some of those those things that could be a little bit scary um when trying to take that jump i mm -hmm. i found at least for myself there were quite a few people that were willing to just like listen um, right, right. And that comes along with, you know, being able to make that switch in a less scary way. Yeah. And do, do you still maintain relationships? Oh, my God. 100 percent. 
they were in my wedding which oh, was so that. exciting yeah and we had a traditional indian wedding week um yeah. and they wore traditional clothes and they danced oh, uh, yeah. exactly to the music that <laughs> was picked out for them so it was really nice and you know we, i went to their weddings my husband and i we went to participate in theirs and it was it was just it feels so great we used to call ourselves the girls room um oh, my so gosh. it was it's so exciting to like go from that right mm -hmm. even a group of people we actually interned together then started together at the same time and then you know have since all but one person has parted ways um with the firm but we keep in touch and yeah when it comes to it actually turned out that you know coming to gs one of my friends was our auditor um so it was it was an interesting experience to then be on the other side and like have a good yeah. relationship with the audit team um and make those conversations much easier as well yeah and i guess it's also important to say that even though you're taking these next steps you're going into a different industry mm -hmm. you're no longer going to be at that firm that you were with that it's still important to maintain those bridges absolutely to, because i don't know if, if you guys use the same uh verbiage but boomerangs yeah do y'all have boomerangs we don't i don't think we call it that um but of course if you want to go ahead and explain the the boomerang term i think yeah i mean for boomerangs they're essentially those who have left public accounting yep. went to go explore something else mm -hmm. and then decide that hey this actually is not what i thought it was mm -hmm. gonna be and so let's go back to where uh whatever firm we were originally at yeah yeah and i think um maybe it's not in that same exact role or that same exact team but many mm -hmm. people realize that like the organizations that we work at are huge yeah um they do many different things so maybe what i'm doing right now may not be for me but leaving and you know potentially trying another opportunity you could come back and come to a different group that um, is true. and internal mobility is like also you know um a huge option for for people that might not like their their particular role right now yeah that you don't necessarily have to leave the mm -hmm. firm as a whole but you can make lateral moves into yeah. other departments that's right but if you're not like vocal about it if you're not talking to like your your network right mm -hmm. maintaining those good relationships and of course you know doing a, a good job I feel um, that. Then it's gonna be a little bit harder to make that move right in general no that's that's a very real thing too and i guess a lot of people they don't really consider that mm -mm. where it's 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 not uh all black and white yeah there's lots of gray yeah and then we'll Evni, what have you gained since making the transition? Like, how have things changed for the better? Yeah, I think I got a sense of confidence in myself and my abilities. Um, not that I wasn't before, but now I can be the expert. And I think that's yes. one thing that I gained. Not that, I, again, I was that all of those things, but now I feel empowered by my network. I feel like what I'm talking about and the work that I'm doing, I'm truly, truly passionate about. Um, I go home and I do research about it on my own time. I look into various certifications that I can take. Um, and, you know, whether it's, you know, specifically at GS, I'm learning something new every single day. And it's such a fulfilling opportunity to be a young professional, to be a faculty member on that other aspect, right? Um, to have, I know, which is crazy <laughs> that there's a group of kids that listen to everything I say a couple times <laughs> a week, which is incredible. Um, but to learn something new every day, mm -hmm. um, it's so incredibly fulfilling and you get a sense of purpose. Um, and, and at this point where you're like, you know, I'm a little bit lost, I feel like I could give back a little bit more because now I'm I'm much more secure and much more confident and comfortable where I am and comfortable asking for additional opportunities um, to to keep moving forward. Do you find the same you know for yourself? 
I think you you pretty much said it perfectly. But yeah. The sense of fulfillment that it's like, hey, I actually like enjoy what I'm doing on the day to day. That mm-hmm. it's it's a different kind of attitude that you're bringing to the table. And yeah. so for me, when it came to starting this new position, mm-hmm. it it felt like a breath of fresh air, like a weight off my shoulders kind of thing. Where, hey, if anything, this is like a new beginning, the yeah. next chapter in my career. Um, almost like that feeling of like first day of school yeah and so of course like I got I got excited about it and then now that I'm going through the motions of it it's something that like hey this is also giving me more time to to do other things like um like running this podcast Mm -hmm. um side hustles I mean we were talking about uh uh, like the different components and whatnot and so I got to really explore other things that I that I wanted to do and have that uh that supportive group around me so with yeah. my team like I, I was telling the other day that hey if they need um like if they need advice on certain things that I'm that I feel like I have more experience in because of being able to explore these different passions it's yeah. something that I can bring to the table and and whatnot so I told them that I was coming out here for the podcast yeah and, yeah and really, it's the the whole group was like, "Hey, just put us on, like, put us on the podcast, send us the link." I love it. Um, like, we're essentially kind of the we'll start we're a whole uh, like a fan club. I love it. Thing. So, I, I love it. it. It's that kind of stuff where it's you see a lot of support from the people around you, and mm-hmm. that was something that I feel like I needed some like, in a way, validation. That, of course. That what I'm doing, I'm not necessarily wasting my time yeah and from like a professional standpoint you want a group of like professionals and coworkers and peers and leaders that are going to support you and and bring you up um oh yeah on your Big endeavors time. at work and you know outside of work that's going to help just bring that general positive environment no com- completely agree now evni as a as a closer how yeah. has beta alpha Psi helped you become a professional i think Beta Alpha Psi has helped me understand that I need to be a whole person when I come to work every day. I can't just be good at accounting. I can't mm-hmm. just be good at finance or valuation. I have to have the soft skills to talk to people. I have to recognize different personality types and conform my style to theirs for us to collaborate in the best way possible. Um, I don't think uh, Beta Alpha Psi has also taught me how to think on the fly um, yes. with I did, you know, project run with it in the Milwaukee meeting um, and how to, in a very short time frame, collaborate and come up with the best solution and how to present it to another group of people. Oh, yeah. um, so being being well versed and being able to, like, communicate my ideas along with incorporating other people's. I don't think I would be the professional that I am um, and how confident I am in the things that I'm doing and how vocal I am in, in the, the things I'm interested in without Beta Alpha Psi, without a it. doubt. No, I, I completely yeah. agree. If anything, it's hard. Like I was super shy and it's something that- Which is so, hard to believe. Yeah, right? It's hard to believe now, yeah. I keep, th- I keep wondering if like, why do these people, like why are these people surprised whenever I say that? <laughs> And so it's been it's been a complete 180 when it came to like when I first started in Beta Alpha yeah. versus now and then seeing um, all the other things that I'm uh, being involved with. So that's if right. Riley 20 when did I start 2015? Mm-hmm. If 2015 Riley saw like where things were going to be now, yeah, he would he would have thought that I was, was a lie. Yeah, look at like, that. Who, like who is this kid? You did it. 
and so, we're doing it every day. Yeah, which yeah. is the, which is the best. It's been a, it's been a great journey. So and it's I'm only what only 28. Yeah. So we still got, we, we got, got plenty, plenty of, of plenty of years to go. Yeah, but with that we're we're uh, about to run out of time here. So uh, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, be sure to like, subscribe, and follow us from whatever platform platform you're tuning in from. Also, check out the show notes for our various social media pages and official BAP swag. And with that, also, oh, yeah. Evnia is rocking the alumni sweater. It is so comfortable. It does look super Very comfy. fleeced. It is rainy day in New York City, and I've stayed dry. Yeah. I like Rain, it. Rain's not going to stop us. Yep. We're, it's cozy. What's the festival that's happening outside? Oh, yeah. We went to the San Gennaro Feast in like Little that. Italy. I like that. And so it was a good time, too. Definitely had a... Uh, a lot of food. A lot of food. Yeah. I'm stuffed. <laughs> yeah. But more to come later, too. And so th- th- that's our official BAP swag that Evni is rocking. It's a plug. And I love it. And so, Evni, thank you for guesting on our podcast. Always a great time when you're yeah. around. Thanks, Riley. Of course. And with that, we'll see you on the next episode of Becoming a Professional. Hi, everyone. Riley here with the credits. This episode titled A Private Conversation was hosted and produced by yours truly, Riley Ramos, and accompanied by our special guest, Avneet Nagra. The episode was recorded and edited by WTF Media Studios in New York City. Music was sourced from Resolute Audio and fine-tuned music on Adobe Stock. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode of Becoming a Professional.